Are we one? Yeah, we're um, good. Okay, episode six, five, six. What is this, five? Six. Six. Shit, damn, we are just blowing through them. Episode six, part due. Part due. Uh, I always loved him in that one. Um, so no, dude, yeah, dude, the idea of uh, you just mentioned you haven't eaten since two and you just ate a sandwich, so you went in a fasting thing that's 24, 23 hours? Yeah, 24 I, hours. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't. Like, before I got into, like, I think because one of the things because of COVID, like, the whole health thing, I started realizing that um, I'm not getting younger, whereas if you're a college, right, you can eat anything you want and just be dominate sports or whatever. I realized, yeah. that, man, I need to really get into shape, which is why I fell off the chop there. But like, even eating healthy, um, I just don't eat. I don't eat because I have to. I eat when I – I don't know, like – Growing up, obviously, I think you probably were too. It's three square meals, uh, big Sunday dinners. And it's just like, dude, I, I, I'm not that person anymore. I don't even have the urge. If I'm not hungry, I'm not going to just eat because I can eat. Yeah, no, I, uh, I'm i like you. It's You mentioned getting bored with like and then creating work of having to clean up after yourself, <laughs> which is true. It's a true thing. So, dude, I was like doing it up until the other day. I was just doing breakfast and dinner and it was just basically like breakfast, like a half hour after I wake up and then dinner and then would eat again. So it was almost like a fasting kind of thing, but it was like very low because I really didn't need, you know, we over, we overdo it. Like I need a big steak. I'm like, what did you just do? Your body's going to be able to break that down because it's going to be sitting on you for a while. It's going to spike your sugar. Um, all this other crap you're going to have to go in sort of, sort of in the insulin kind of like, you know, discrepancy. So I, uh, but the other day I reintroduced, because all I was eating, I wasn't eating any carbs. I was just basically like living off the fat, what was in the egg or the bison or whatever I was eating. Well, I reintroduced oats back in my life the other day. and I feel a lot fucking better because I was just, my body was just like, what are you doing this for? Why are you depriving yourself of this? You do so much. You need to keep some sustainable energy in you. So uh, I reintroduced that and a little bit a little bit more meal food to eat and snack for me, dude, is a scoop of peanut butter. So we talked about snacks, just a scoop of peanut butter. I'm good. I'll, yep. I'll go. But uh, now, yeah, dude. I mean, the, one of the things, um, which is because I've been talking with Kyle about coming on my spirit talk about shipboard, but have you noticed, mm -hmm. and I've noticed you're kind of like me on the cruises we do that. Cause I, if, if you ever been on a cruise ship, food's everywhere. It's fucking like if you're a pig, you're you're gonna truffle all, all that shit. You're, yeah, yeah. You and I don't really, like you and I just kind of like pick at like a bird and then walk away. And see you in six hours. It's it's weird how our minds work with foods that easily accessible, especially on a cruise ship. I think for one, it's just not. I'm not a foodie. I don't sit there and go, oh, that's gonna taste so good or whatever. You know, I eat to sustain myself. And when it's, you know, your brain gets conditioned with time to eat, time to eat. But, I mean, listen, there's like some of the steak restaurants or whatever. Some of the restaurants and the ships are really good. Now, that food I will enjoy because it's, I mean, there's good food and there's superior food. And I will enjoy that meal because it's the one time during the week I will sit there and go, I'm going to really sit down quietly, have some wine, and then just enjoy this with some friends. Other than that, man, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go too much. Can't really sit down. I mean. Coffee is the only thing I'll sit down and get in the morning and get, but I'll get like the coffee, that stuff on the deck that's like kind of like the barista yeah. stuff. And uh, 
And just so, cause I usually like, well, pick a few people during the week and say, Hey man, let's meet for coffee and talk. Cause it's the only time you're really going to be able to get me standing still for a while. So that's about it. Coffee, just coffee is my only really indulgence. And other than that, you know, like grab a small plate, eat and go. Um, and you know, eat quietly in the corner. I don't want to sit there and like get into a conversation while I'm eating. I just right. want to eat it. Got to go. So yeah, dude, that's about it. Yeah. I like you that too, man. It's like, again, it's like one of those things like if someone goes, Oh, we're going to go to a buffet. I'm like, I think nothing worse. I mean, buffet if, sounds if terrible. I'll, I'll go to the buffet. Uh, that means we're going to be here for two hours. I can probably get some drinks and we can talk and have some laughs. I mm -hmm. can't go there and I don't know, man. Like, I don't. And here's the thing I, if I'm hungry mm -hmm. and I want to order a pizza, I'll eat the whole large pizza. But I'm not, also not going to eat again for another 10, 15 hours before even. So I'm like, I don't know. It's, I guess it's like intermittent fasting, but it's also just. Like, I think you said it best, eat to sustain what you need to do to accomplish what your goals are. No, the one thing on the cruise is I will say is that I do look forward to, like, that 1 a.m. pizza. Oh, I mean, you can't. Yeah, it's that. like, I mean, it tastes good, and it's just because you're so famous because you've been going, and I really haven't been thinking about food. But I'm like, okay, this is the last meal I'm going to have because come the morning, I'm going to wake up and just have coffee, and I won't eat until noon. Yeah. And it's just like, and you're like, your your body is just going to give me something. Don't go to bed with empty. Don't go to bed empty stomach here. I know it's the worst to eat than go to bed, right? But I mean, the thing is, the truth is, I'll eat that pizza at like midnight, and then three o'clock in the morning, I'm looking the ships, looking for stanchions that were missing because we need them for the next day. You know, like so, I'm working again. You know, right. oh, four o'clock, the bed looks good, and then I'll get up at five o'clock, and uh, you know, I'll get up four hours later and teach yoga. So it's just like. Yeah, this isn't right, man. Right. Burn, yeah, no, the the omelet, both ends. The bar. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, well, yeah, where's the omelet bar? Where's the Guy Fieri uh, hamburger bar? That son of a bitch. No, that's the yeah, answer. it's yeah. So eating, dude. Um, it's not a fan. I'm not a fan. I mean, I, I eat to eat uh, to to sustain its fuel to me. I don't go. Oh my god, I can't wait for food. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, just some people again. It's like you live in New Orleans, man. Like you're not a food guy. Not really. I mean, I enjoy it. I enjoy the company usually that accommodates us. Correct. For a meal, if the the company I keep is is more enjoyable than the food, I could eat anything. If it's just a way to converse or to get together to talk about things, I mean, I'll eat chips and salsa. I don't care. Yeah. Uh huh. Well, but uh, yeah. So this thing you said the group chat this morning. Uh, the I NFT, mean, I, huh? I physically, mentally. Uh, Possibly, maybe you sexually came to understand what this type of. So I, I okay. So you said NFT. And I NFT know, is a non-fungible token, and it's like it's a form of cryptocurrency that's used basically for art, digital so art. Kings of Leon released an album. Yes, it's used for art, artwork. Yeah. Someone's loud. No, you can buy that album still off of iTunes and everything as a digital download, but if I. How it's used in that sphere, I do not know. I just all I saw is like that's okay. I don't understand having a brick and mortar piece of product like an album and doing it through NFT. Was it funded to do that? I, I don't know that. I haven't looked at. Okay. But all I know is that through random searching of it and talking to a buddy of mine this morning, um, is that you basically it's a form of cryptocurrency because you can buy art. Uh, and you use like you, you you go through Coinbase or some of the other things. The step yep. is if you find 
there's thousands, probably millions of pieces of art out there now on, on NFTs that people are like all jumping on this bandwagon. I'm going to create art and put it out there to see who bites. You can sell something for as little as five bucks. You can sell it for that thing that's $69 million. Yeah, but why is that worth $69 million? Because there was a someone saw it, wanted to pay that much for it. It became a market. He just basically like, it's not like there's a, he did it at auction too at Christie's. So you have the advantage of having people who have serious money looking at this thing. Right, so and this is real. This is real art, though, right? Like, it's digital. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Like you can't put it on your wall. It's just it's out there in the sphere. Yeah, what there's a market. Yeah, well, it's okay. the same. People like people don't understand cryptocurrency. I'm like, I can't put it on my wallet. I can't put it in my actual right. physical bank. How's this money? And it's 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 one of those things. It's like this just the new frontier. I don't understand it. You don't understand it. But all I know is that. Um, so I was talking to, I've been studying this and I've been looking at TikTok videos. I'm slowly kind of understanding it. I still kind of, it's a little above my pay grade. But I talked to a buddy of mine this morning and he put his post something on Facebook and it was like, a, Hey, digital art, you guys got to get in the game. NFT hashtag NFT community. And I know this guy, he's a surfboard shaper. He's guitar tech for a bunch of bands. And, uh, and they posted something else. And I said, so I sent him a prep message. I said, dude, what's going on? What do you, what do you, what's going on with the NFT thing here? He goes, man, I said, if you know about this, I said, well, I'm slow, slow to learn it. He's like, yeah, man, I'm considering like making like music kind of like digital art around guitars. It's so, like just pictures of guitars, this artwork, just something that's more in the music kind of like inspired stuff. I said, well, could I take my photographs, digitalize them and put them up? He's like, well, I don't see why not. So that's why I made that eight bit yep. version of that photo just to send to you guys and say, is this what we're looking at here? Because I did that in 20 seconds. That was existing. Posted it anywhere? Like how do you? No, I haven't because you have to have. I don't have. I don't have a, a crypto bank. I don't have Coinbase. I don't have anything because I was just reading before we got on. It's one of the things that if you want to buy art, let's say you want to buy a twenty dollars piece of art. Yep. And guys sell it for fifteen bucks or whatever. You have to basically go to your Coinbase and then funnel twenty dollars. Like he wanted Ethereum. I think yep. it's Ethereum. He wanted that sent to his bank, so you have to send it to another digital bank and then it goes to his digital bank so there's like a lot of like moving parts yep. that confuses people so they just kind of throw their hands up and that's just for a 15 dollars piece of art um so he was telling me so he's talking to me about it i said well man i said i'm interested in this i'm curious about it because it's something in my realm i said and it's also what this does is since it's cryptocurrency mostly for art but like you said you can do it in albums you can actually do it in physical products too i don't know about that yet but it gives people who don't have any money, who can't get into like the Bitcoin thing other than Doge, which is kind of flailing, um, unless Elon gives it a thumbs up again. Um, the This allows people who have zero, next to zero money to get into the cryptocurrency thing, even though it'd it be an art. And art creating trading cards and collectibles, as you know, in a physical presence right now are hot. Yes. Now you put them in a digital physical, a digital sphere, they go really skyrocket. So I'm talking to this guy, and he tells me, he goes, yeah, my younger brother does this stuff. And, then he, and I said, okay, well, he goes, he created crypto twerps. I'm like, I even know what those are. Those are the first thing you see on the NFT is called crypto twerps. They're like trading cards, right? Okay. But they're like digital trading cards for this little characters he created, like garbage pail kids. And it was like a series of these cards. And I started looking at, like, what he's selling them for. And he's like, you go to his website, and he has them, like, he made 5,000 of, like, one out of the series. There's only 4,000 left. Sold it for like 30 bucks a piece. How much do you make off selling one card? 4,000 right. versions of the same card. Crazy, right? And the card, like there's many series. Of this. So he could 
walk away from this making millions of dollars. Right. So I was like, okay, if your brother's involved in this, he knows the game, then let's talk. And I will spread that word to my friends on how we can all get invested and integrated into this thing and see if it's something we want to do. Um, Cause I was like, well, what app do you use? Because they use eight bit app. I'm like, because he made these like really crude looking guitars. No, it looks great. Because the photo you're talking about is the one with the, the person crowd surfing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it no but I'm, really no, but he just crazy. took like he took like he just took the eight bit app and created like I guess he took like a like his little Wascom board or whatever and like drew like a little real crude looking guitar, put in the eight bit app, and that's the artwork. I'm like. You don't need to be a rocket scientist or like a computer no. geek. You can just basically, I can go into Prisma and create this thing. Right? I think what's weird for me that I can't wrap my heads around, like I get the digital currency. I actually have some. Where's the value? Where's the, right. so you know. I, I, I get the fact that money could be out there. Like I, I do, mm -hmm. I do have accounts of that stuff. But the art, if I own art, I want to show it off in a physical on a wall. Or, well, you can. You can go like you basically go on your phone and go, here's my art. So weird, Because like, this I... show the photographs, how they show things. But like, yeah, yes, but... you're like, you want people to walk into your house. Right. Oh, you got that sculpture of that dude guy or the guy killing but, the dude, board walking other people. Right. His homes is kind of, it's almost passe now to walk into someone's house. How many people really seriously do you have over? They're like, look at your record collection and go, ooh, ah. Back when we were younger, people go, man, let's go through your, let's check out the records, hang at your house today and listen to records. Like, people don't do that anymore. That's why people don't collect anything anymore like that. They put it all on like their, their phone. I, uh, I, I still collect, obviously I collect albums, but I collect the Funko Pops, but specifically I'm a huge He-Man, the Masters Universe fan. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I collect all the Funko Pops. I just got the two ones I was missing, but I didn't realize over the course of years, some of those things, man, are worth hundreds and thousands of dollars of just. Oh, it's crazy. Again, dude, it's like, if you even look some of the old Todd McFarlane, like spawn oh, stuff, spots. you bought for 20 bucks, like, you know, you, they get to go, and then it lost value. Cause you go back in the store like a month later and they sell them for four bucks. Well, now they don't make them in certain series anymore. Now they're going, boop, 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 boop. cause it's been, listen, what, what crypto has taught us is scarcity. So if you got the guy who sold the 69, there's only one of those, right? So there's one, they gave the JPEG file. I'm like going, yeah, tell me he doesn't have like, multiple copies of this sitting on his hard drive, give me a break. But I'm like, um, yeah, man, it's like Knock a, J a JPEG file of an original piece. I'm like on, it's it, it it's going to be, A, it's it's only, this is going to be a very short window for this stuff because it's going to be like totally devalued because some people are going to go, wait, to buy like $69 million of, of cryptocurrency is a lot of money. What am I getting for my money here? Right. You know, if you buy something, invest that much money, $69 million into a, a JPEG file of some artwork that you actually don't physically hold in your hand, do you, how's that going to increase in value? Because that's all you buy art because you hope it increases in value and another collection will come and want to pay for it. I don't think people buy because, oh, I'm so in love with this Monet. I want it to live for the through the ages. Most people buy to sell at some point. Right. But I made the mistake. Uh, I sell stuff all the time. Like not all the time. I haven't done a long time. But I've got like a bunch of those old uh, McFarlandy type things. I sold them for like next to nothing to like half price books to get some money. And I was like, it's one of the crap out of my house. Now I'm going stupid son of a bitch. Yeah. But dude, I don't know the value of that stuff when you buy it. Just like I don't buy it. Like I don't look at a toy like that. Like oh, this is gonna be a long term investment for me. But the other day it was funny because I was there's Debop, you know that site. Yes. 
yeah, Depop works on like mostly t-shirts and stuff like that, but they do like a lot of pop culture stuff. And I have the Spinal Tap figures in the original box with like the big long box with like, wow. the, it looks like a guitar case. I'm going, I thought, well, maybe I was like, no, that'll hang on to because at some point that's got to be worth thousands. A hundred percent. Yeah. So, and I haven't done like a, this a search to go, Hey, what's some of the value of this stuff? I mean, I have a Rob Zombie, like pocket, like one of those little Jack in the boxes, but it's a Rob Zombie one. And it plays Dracula when he pops up and it's that's still cool. in the box and it's signed by him. You know, I had him sign it and it's just like, this gotta be worth some coin. I mean, when I'm destitute and like, you know, having to like hang out in the street corners to, you know, meet old men to make money. <laughs> yeah. They might want a jack in the box. Right? Yeah. How much? Yeah. That's right. How much for a half an hour? I don't know. 600 bucks. <laughs> so, yeah, pass me that uh, Rob Zombie jack in the box. Yeah. Yeah. So, dude, that's the whole NFT thing. I'm sort of, I'm going to learn more about it because I will have the conversation again and I'll fill you in when I kind of get more of a, a, a Cliff Notes kind of like layman's. Let law a look of the land because it's just it's still beyond me. I like that again. I just don't see the it's like like with an album. I want the physical album. I mean, digital download is just basically all it does is fucking fill in that immediate gratification thing. I gotta hear the song. I'd rather have the album and sit down with it. That's to me the value of it. The other thing right. is just basically just like a knee jerk here today, gone 10 minutes from now, right? Thing so. Yeah, man. I like it. Anyway, so um, thirty percent tax hike coming up, huh? Yeah, I'll be perfect, man. I lo I love high gas prices. I love the border. There's just uh, I, yeah, I, do. I love that. I love that. The, 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 I love that unemployment's up and uh, and uh, the last stimulus of two trillion dollars just rolled through, and COVID is still a thing, and. People across the border by the tens of thousands with no checks, just kind of wandering in freely, well, carrying that and that and typhoid and everything else. And hopefully by uh, July fourth, that Biden will let us have a barbecue together. Yeah, Does he realize right. that half the country's opened up full capacity? Uh, yes and no. But so the news today out of Italy is that they had it; they're locking it down again because of a third variant. Yeah, cool. Not going to happen here. Sorry. Well, you know. Hey, dude, they'll send the FBI in, in, with, in gangbusters in order to knock your house down if you happen to attend a rally. So, God forbid, if you decide to uh, go against their wishes to lock down again, we hope it doesn't happen. But I don't know, dude. I, I'm sorry. I, you know. I, don't, I don't believe any of that news. I don't, after this last year, I can't trust myself. Well, it's not about what we believe and don't believe, whether it's this. It's how they push that narrative to get the people who are already deep in fear deeper in fear. That's why they just kick it around. It's like, hey, we're just going to throw this out there. Once they start talking about it early on, you know it's coming at some point. You just don't know when. And well, right I now, think see, it's almost like a bait to see if they, if people like latch onto it, that they can really exemplify the, the power of that. Yeah, I mean... I just don't see, see these people... It, it, it fool you once, fool you twice, fool you three times. Let's see if we're... It's just like, I think this, if that's the case, if that's really what they're headed to, and I don't want to put fear anyone, I don't want to cart before the horse, but if that's really their goals, that's their intent, the, the results here will be staggering. People are like, okay, the fact that we're finally kind of coming out of this and things are opening up a little bit is giving people finally who are on the edge a little chance to kind of breathe now and and, and not, be so, not be so desperate. But it's funny because I looked up a term yesterday, dude. Melancholia, you familiar with that? 
uh, it was in the album title of a uh, Smashing Pumpkins album. Yeah, no. Um, yes, it was. It was. In fact, it was. But it's basically uh, the symptom of being like so depressed that you're suicidal for a short amount of time because you don't, you know, your depression or whatever. It's not something that's long term. It's just something that's kind of sporadic when people's lives. That's why a lot of people who call suicide is because of something, of something that happened in an instant and it, it overwhelmed them so much that they thought that was the only way out. Like, this is how my life's going to be. And one of the ways you snap out of melancholy is by doing things for other people. That's one of the ways that people go about is like finding value in your life by helping others gives your life more value. Hence, you get right. more value out of it. Um, so, yeah, dude. So I just what happens, I see these kind of things like the lockdown can't be forever. But for some people, even a week is forever to them. And I mean, we see stuff in reports all the time and even though it's never reported about the amount of damage that this has done to people who haven't had the disease but have suffered from the symptoms of depression or everything that's come from the vaccine from the thing yeah so i don't know and then you got this whole deal going on with the vaccines like you know you hear about marvin Hagler, and there's all this noise going around that his problem he, he, was the, he symptoms. Got the vaccine died because of it yeah, you kind of like, okay, what's the, the effects of this? Because, dude, it's experimental drugs at this point. You're going to just drive up to someone in your car, roll down your window, let them puncture you with a needle, and then you just drive on. And there's going to be. Here's something, there's, too. None of these vaccines are FDA approved, which I find right, the irony is that they will, the pharmaceutical companies, all these people will push to, oh, it's not FDA approved or pull it off the shelves. Well, what's the reasoning now? Like, what is the actual long term effects of this vaccine? Well, like they said, that's why they made, that's why they put into the thing that's like big pharma is not held responsible for the effects of this. Basically, it's like you're on your own if you take this drug. We recommend, and it's going to be mandatory probably at some point. But if but, they make it mandatory, how could they not take effect control over the outcomes? Because they feel they're in a time crunch situation and there's not enough time. They don't have five years of research to be able to put into this vaccine, which you usually do with things. Well, the thing too, it, it, dude. You're telling me what, that what's one of the things that some of these really? What's some of the things that a lot of these globalists always talk about? Depopulation. We're too populated. This is a way, way to, to like. This is the best way to do it. Like, hey, we don't want to hold. We don't want to hold the big global com companies responsible. So we're going to put a a caveat in there that says they will not be responsible for the effects of this. Yet you still have to take it. I'm like, well, that's Russian roulette. That's putting a gun with a, one in the chamber on a revolver and spinning it. Yeah. It's... Yeah. I do. Well, the, what this is going to create, if it's not already, is basically a black market for those vaccine cards, which are basically very simple to begin with. Spoke with a friend of mine today, and she told me that she went and got her first vaccine, didn't ask her for an ID, funneled her around to the nurse. The nurse, she was like, do you need my ID? She's like, did I not get it at the front? She goes, no. She's like, meh. What? Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's in Dallas, Dallas Fort Worth area. The other thing today um, that we're talking about uh, Texas is that I was watching the news, um, unfortunately today, and uh, the cattle ranchers down there um, are being inundated by uh, cars driving through from the border, uh, killing their cattle, uh, defacing, leaving crap everywhere. And these people, these farmers and ranchers are like, dude, what are you doing? And then one of the guys today, which was amazing, he was like, hey, if you were upset at Trump because he tweeted mean things, at least he put America first and protected our borders. What's going on down here is bullshit. 
we are American citizens being overrun by the cartels and illegals yeah. down here. You know, the guy yeah. goes, hey, we're not against people coming here legally, immigration. He goes, that's great. Seven years. That's Do the great. seven year process. But yeah. You just can't drive your Tahoe through my fence, run over a couple of cows and sheep, and then fall asleep in my barn where I got to get the police in here who don't want to deal with them because they don't know if they're armed. And it's just like, man, oh, is this, the, 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 listen, the whole thing was to punish states like Arizona and Texas who are known to go against the wishes of D.C. This is a punishment against them. It's, I mean, they're putting 3,000. They're going to move 3,000 of those migrants into Dallas Convention Center this week. 3,000. You don't think a few of those aren't going to get lost into the populace? They're all going to get lost. Here's the thing. They're going to make sure all of them are infected. They're, that's going to be the catalyst for the next. Week. Exactly, dude. They, they found, they basically found their proponents to basically spread this. And they're going to blame all the people who didn't get vaccines, who didn't wear masks, the American yep. citizens who like decided to not wear masks. They're going to be a fault, not these poor people who are coming up from these several countries who claim asylum. Because I'm sorry, I don't know what war is going on down there because I haven't heard about a war going on in South America lately. Uh, how about the ones that literally maybe marched 40 miles but have pristine white Biden T-shirts on? Like, oh, just, the yeah. whole thing's a photo op, dude. It's such bullshit. Well, the thing is, is I mean, look, it's 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 all planned and initiated the funny thing is is my liberal friends who are like all about this and i'm like i love them but they were so misguided and and they're thinking about like what this guy was going to do when he laid it all out there and even them and sometimes they've got to be looking at this going oh my god what hath i created yeah so, dude yeah what's going on down the border is insanity uh, and they're going to see spikes like they haven't seen in like, basically they've already said that the migration in the last, since this was what the last two weeks has been more than has eclipsed what's gone on in the last two decades. Yeah. So the, the, the guys, the girls, the one couple that had the cattle farmers said that like the last four or five years, once the wall or whatever, they would have maybe one a month, one instance of a guy jumping over or not, nothing bad. They said it's happened 10 to 11 times a week, the last couple of weeks. And the thing is, it's not like you can form a, like a, you know, a coalition of people that are going to protect the border, make sure it doesn't happen. They're allowed to come in now. It's not like, hey, we're trying right. to protect the border, but there's holes. They're basically, they can, they are basically now being let in. And the irony is that the media is not covering the fact that like, you know, and listen, I don't want anyone to be, I hate that situation. I don't want them to be treated inhumanely, but 100%. they're putting in, they're putting them in cages, their cages. For like what's the week, and they're getting one the shower. They don't shower for seven days. They don't get direct sunlight. It's like, and what? even the media, even the media who's been protecting and propping up this administration, is now asking questions. And guess what? He just walks off on the microphone, protected. No questions yeah, here. Nothing asked. Well, to be fair, I don't think he knows where he is. Um, oh, he doesn't know, dude. They showed they showed a clip. Um, Bongino showed a clip on Rumble today, and you know. People who listen to us think, oh, well, Rumble slanted. I'm like, you can't slant video. It basically showed him at a Cracker Barrel. And I guess there people are asking him questions. He didn't know which way he was looking, man. He was just like, and his handlers are screaming at the reporters. And and it's just, it was chaos. And he's just lost. He's got two masks on. Just lost, dude. Ugh. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Ugh. And I just. I just don't like, imagine if that was your loved one. You'd be paraded out there to be a. 
a, a, a big puppeteer like that? Like Jill, Doctor she... Jill, who doesn't have a degree. Yeah. Uh, how do you let your husband? It's just so sick, man. Because she's power hungry, man. And be the first lady of the. She's the most powerful. Well, she feels probably one of the most powerful women in the world, influencer or whatever. Great uh, trick or treater. From... Great trick or treater. Yeah. Uh, God sakes. <laughs> it's embarrassing, man. It's it's just. It's just it's, so. I, I just. It's so. Genuine. Not embarrassing. It's 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 woeful. And then we're fifty-one days in, dude. I I can't. The idea of a hundred days in, one hundred fifty days in. Where are we going? There's no. There's no turnaround from this. There's no way to escape this. There's no way to. Put the genie back in the bottle, and there's certainly no. There's what's the end game here? The end game is not to better our country or make it, you know, cut our deficit. There's nothing. There, this basically, this is to drive it into the fucking cliff. It is. There's. I don't see how they turn this around and like make this a positive. And hey, we're gonna get we're gonna get roaring again here. We're gonna be like more prosperous than we've ever been. We're gonna be safer than we've ever been. I mean, well, listen, we can start talking about what's going on in the military right now. I love the military. I worship the military. There's it's, some top heavy brass up there that is part of woke. The woke. They're they're problematic. I mean, yeah. and it's funny because they're. I mean, Tucker Carlson obviously got under the skin, but he's basically said what a lot of people have been saying for a long time. He said, "You, you know, the women in combat. Listen, there's a lot of tough women, tough, amazing women in the military. But you know what? This idea of like gender diversity in the military." And you look at China, and they're basically just bi building up their males to be the strongest force ever. And well, it's going. The article in the LA Times, one of those left leading things, was the headline today was like, oh, it's uh, the problem with toxic masculinity. It's okay to be who you are to, your, to yourself. Well, the same. It basically talked about the military here. Well, the equivalent in China today, one of those news sources was basically saying how China needs to put more masculinity in their men. And yeah. It's like an interesting dichotomy of China yeah. to be the number one enemy, and they're eating our lunches twice a day here because of. Oh, dude, they, and they haven't, they, they haven't even, they haven't even started yet. I mean, I'm fearful that. Oh God, the I mean, we have great weapons. Power grids in Texas. I mean, it's just a joke. It's it's. I mean, the problem is, is like China no longer. Trump was a great sparring partner for them. Like, oh yes. You know, and now they're like they're they free to run. They're gonna run wild, man. And it's obviously there's people who have skin in the game, or like you know, all these people who are gonna enrich themselves from this. And I I fear for our troops if they got in a skirmish on the ground that a lot of them will be so put into danger just because the physical assets aren't there. They're just not there. People could crucify me. Yeah, I pretty much I'd say nine out of ten women in the military kick my ass. That's what I'm talking about. I said, I'm not in the field of combat who's trained. You know what I am? I'm right, just right, an observer, but I understand physical strength. I understand uh, that kind of thing. Like, you're going to be able to tell me that you're going to be able to carry your 250 pound bulky comrade over your shoulder? Give it up. No way. No, yeah. dude, they, they've lowered the standards for, for PTs yeah, for crying out loud. Yeah. Yeah. And, but then to use official Twitter things to go after a, a, a citizen journalist is insane and then still get schooled by the journalist. So you're not even good. Get off Twitter. You're no good at this. You're His good at combat. Did you see Tucker's follow up to yes, last night where he's like, Hey, at first I was kind of worried that maybe I said something too far because I didn't realize I proved my point. Not only these guys, whatever, but they're this pro war machine needs to get turned off. And he basically just hit him with a double punch. And it's just like, 
It's like, yeah, you guys are doing a great job stocking those poppy fields growing up, the, you know, the opium fields. That, as I, I mean, the truth is, man, it's like we can never claim victory in any of those wars in the last 20, 25 years. There's no victory. A, there's no finite victory line. There's no, there's no like war. No, there's A, there's no winner in war. And B, there's no way to measure a war like that. It's just basically, can we contain it? And it's been contained, but I got a feeling it's getting ready to open back up. God, terrible, terrible, man, terrible. And I, I pray, I, I, I pray for our troops. I pray for our military and the brass who care, the brass that aren't trying to cross. It's like, man, it's like that one guy from Space Command. I'm like, dude, why aren't you? I mean, is he trying to be a celebrity? Like, dude, get off TMZ, dude. Yeah, he's a celebrity now. He's a celebrity now. I'm just like, your, wow, your workout's crap. I mean, Trump, yeah, Trump didn't create Space Force so you could sit there and turn it into some sort of like ultra woke platform shut up dude you you represent the military the the, the incredible country and the flag and your brand no one's holding accountable for it well the funny thing is now then you have the well listen defense secretary he's got too much interest in his rayathon he's got millions of dollars in stock in rayathon do you think he's like caring no he's not caring bring Pompeo back Pompeo. yeah uh, well, that's secretary of state but yeah it's different i don't even know who's like yeah, yeah, dude yeah. quite honestly quite honestly i don't I don't feel I, it almost feels like you wake up and go, we don't have a government. We don't have a representative government. We don't have government. Who's who's running the country? I, I felt weird. before. I just I, I wake up. It's like this is what world are we in? Because this doesn't seem like the country I've known for 54 years. Yeah, it's weird. What's what's going on? So I hope they figure it out and smarter. I hope the Pentagon's let smarter minds prevail and start taking a little bit more action here. <laughs> Someone told me what's going on in Miramar. Are they are they are they gunning down citizens? Well, the media is always saying what side. I'd be curious to see what the actual side, the actual other side says. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's happened. You don't if you don't think that could happen in another country that's more established than Miramar, then you're 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 gladly yeah. mistaken. Yeah. So. But yeah, other than that, man, uh, <laughs> I, I haven't. Uh, <laughs> After that whirlwind, um, have you listened to any good music lately? Or oh, actually, no. You posted, and I w listened to it. I sent Rick Nielsen a text. That new Cheap Trick single, dude, mm -hmm. slams. Oh, dude, the whole, the whole, the, the, the few songs I've heard of it kill. It's good killer. God. Yeah, dude. And uh, so the other day, a buddy of mine, Paul, is a music professor at Ferris College, it's in Michigan, small college, but he's a professor for the music and business program thing. And I went on to listen, kind of like audit his class through Zoom, because um, he had a uh, bougie on. That's Alice's Cooper, Alice Cooper's assistant, and she was yep. talking about the business. And he saw me on there. He goes, "Man, Justin, why don't you come in and talk about things?" So we started talking and talk to these kids about the business and stuff like that. And we we're talking about the the uh, the the positive, you know, one of the things, this is relationship business and networking is super important. It's great to know your stuff, but you've got to also be all these other things. So it was really interesting hearing these kids and they were asking all these questions. These kids are like 20, 19. So it was like very interesting to see how they're so, some of them are still wanting to get out on the road and do all this other stuff. But it's so funny is that um, just to talk to kids about the road and you listen to yourself talking and you go, God damn, why am I doing this stuff? <laughs> but uh no it was it was cool so that was really interesting to talk to i didn't know hey i didn't know college programs like that existed right right so that's that was cool, cool. Man. 
Yeah, so I'm going to go back on the 24th and talk to him as students about uh, branding and sponsorship in the music space. Um, that's awesome. I got asked yeah. to do one for high school kids who are um, basically the, the class is something where it's kind of like you, if you have to learn math or whatever, consider like all these topics and how people of different backgrounds, what they do for work mm-hmm. actually still uses the stuff. And this teacher asked me, he was like, Hey, could you speak to our class uh, about security, but also let them know that you have to know math. You have to know uh, how to write. You have to know all these other subject matters where it's like, because a lot of times you said the kids will be like, why do I need to know math? I'm going to be a, uh, an architect or I'm going to be a cop or I'm going to be, well, you don't realize you, I've worked with numbers all the time. So yeah. you have to know what math is. You have to know what, how to write a report, what is all this stuff. And so it's kind of cool to reach out to people that, need to realize that, hey, you focus on class by talk by hate it, but you, if, with, if you put your, if you focus on it, and it helps to have a great teacher, obviously, or teachers, but you're, you can pull a lot of stuff out of class. And, uh, well, yeah, listen, it's one thing to learn um, how to be a lighting designer or a guitar tech or whatever, but you have to know principles of marketing. You have to know basic well, it's bus- business. You need to know Excel because all of that at some point, you're going to have to turn a report into someone and yeah, even security, you do numbers like, hey, you got to know just simple numbers like, okay, how many how many venue staff do I have here tonight that are going to be part of my security? And, I and, right? and then you have to go, okay, I need 20 here. I'm going to need five up there. I need two each in the bombs. I need, you know, some of the concourse. I need oh, some by, by right. over by merch. So then you're going, then you're just a simple addition. But, you know, you have to keep account of everyone that's going on and who's moving in like okay that shifts over who's funneling in to take over this there's more numbers coming in we're losing a few here we're going to position them here we're going to put them to the out exit doors and so it's it's a lot of math dude it's math and logistics the contract the invoices the yeah dude then yeah you start over god forbid if you go into overtime with these local venue staffs and and they're like union you're like okay now i really got to get the math things here and you don't want to just leave it to your tour manager and go, here you go. Because right, right now you're the tour manager. So now you're stuck with it. And like, okay. Right. So yeah, I, I was talking, that's one of the things I said, look, learn your, learn this, understand the, the idea of traveling and like waking up in a new place and, 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 and doing your job. But you also have to know these really just these like foundational things that you learn in any kind of school, which is just basically intro to business, intro to marketing, uh, understand Excel spreadsheets, learn some math, um, and that's just as important as learning like geography, you know, like where are we going to next? You know, I found that branding is, I wish I took that more serious. I mean, obviously looking back, I didn't really need it, but as you get older, you start building your brands or this podcast or another podcast mm-hmm. or work or whatever. It's like, yeah. there's value in establishing your brand and be someone and just kind of protect your entity of what you represent. Yeah, I mean, listen, I mean, when people think about branding, they think about signage. They think about like Monster Energy or, or Red Bull or whoever. That's 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 sponsorship. That's partnership. Branding is basically how people view you. You know, it's like every everything you do, every interaction you have uh, is part of your branding. Right. Like I'm just going to, um, you know, if I walk into a conversation with people I don't know, but I respect or whatever you want to you know, listen, give some feedback, be, you know, well-spoken, be on point because you can walk away from that. And that's part of your brand because those people are like already assessing who you are. Right. Right. 
that's your brand. So, and it's no different than like posting stuff on like, it makes you think twice about your social media posting. Like, do I want to post something like really snide here or like maybe a bit asshole kind of centric or like something that's going to basically divide people. Cause I don't want them to be part of my brand. Cause I want my brand to be, to be reflective of me and be right, able to like to be able to work within the sphere of working with anyone because and I'm not saying be so vague or be vanilla. You can post, but it's important to post your, what your work, which work, work, work you're working on, work, work you've completed, work you're proud of, work you probably should have, like maybe you really wish you worked harder on. Things coming down the path, uh, events you're doing, you're, you know, it's a promotional tool because the promotional at the end of the day is your branding. Right. Like, you know, they'll look at John and go, God, John is so fucking busy. He's like got this merch thing now going he's got these tours coming up he's doing these podcasts he's doing his own podcast he's going so john's brand is if you sum it down to work john's brand is energetic yeah or, yeah no very hey get the work done you have so many hours of the day to burn the candle burn that yeah. motherfucker bright every chance you get yeah so that's it's super important and I, that's again one of the things we're talking to kids is like be diverse don't you can't box yourself anymore into like, I just do this. Um, you've got to be able to be diverse and take on many things. Because at the end of the day, if you want to go on the road, if that's what you want to do, you want to be in a live touring business, I said it's a team effort. So that means covering for each other. But I said, but you do run into people who treat that as basically an island. They keep create themselves an island of one. And those are very hard people to work and tour with. I mean, you're basically traveling in a, tra- in a group, a uh, circus of, psychology degrees uh madness issues i mean you have to know that's right human psychology is huge yeah absolutely so but uh plus there was like there was an older student um in the class and she one of the questions she asked bougie since it was two women talking it was like you know bougie's my age i won't reveal that because However, anyway, so she had basically been running skate shops and skate parks for a long time. And then from somehow in the mid, like her mid forties got involved in, in the music business. And she's from that area, Detroit area. So Alan, Alice's kind of thing. I don't know how, I haven't even asked her how they kind of joined up. Um, but we were, I mentioned to this one woman who was probably, she maybe looked like she was in her early forties. I don't want to say, cause I'm not really sure, but she looked a little bit older than your usual student. And I told her my story. I said, look, I didn't get out and I've been in the music business for a long time, but most of my stuff's been venue based, venue operations based, festival based, um, some travel here. And I said, I really didn't even tour until like legitimately tour until I was 53, 52. Right. And then I filled these niches that were needed and I filled the holes in and was able to do these things with some sort of competency. But I said, I said, now I want, that's all I want to do is, is well, go on the road. And it's just like, so it basically is like, don't, it's, it's all about your energy and your work ethic. Instead of believing me and bougie, like I can run circles around people 100%. less than half, than half my age, right. just because of physicality and then be the hustle. And it's what I love to fucking do. I love being busy. There's nothing better than waking up at eight and hard charging until one o'clock in the morning. You're really not, you know? So, I just said, look, be, I said, take care of your physical health. I said, learn to carry things. Learn, she goes, she goes, that sounds so simple, but pick up things and learn to carry it 20 feet, 30 feet, 40 feet without stopping. Yeah. So, yeah. Don't be those guys who just basically, uh, you know, physical fitness is coming back to the tour business. Has to. 
Yeah, I mean, just for your own personal sanctity of just maintaining your godlike <laughs> body. Your, right. your, your Vitruvian body. That's right. That's right. Um, so anyway, so yeah, it's 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 nice though, do and it's like going to Guitar Center. And I, when I was going in there and, and as an account and going to look around and being there talking to the manager, and I'd look over to the guitar kids waiting for their lessons, and their kids playing guitars, or there's kids like doodling and looking at guitars. Maybe their folks are buying. The same thing with these kids being in his classes and like wanting to do this. I'm like inspired because this, we always hear, you know, rock and roll is dead, this and that, touring, all that stuff. I'm going, no, there's just as many people who want this, you know? Right. There are kids who are young kids who aren't into like video games and like TikTok. They're like, they're old souls. They're salty old souls already. You know, that's just either they were raised that way, that's the family they grew up in, or they're just that way. They want to listen to their dad's Hendrix records at nine years old, you know? Yeah. And they're into a, a work ethic, and this kind of suits them. Yeah, it's okay to have a mixture of both, though. I think. I mean, I, well, you have to now. I mean, kids have to keep up. Not going anywhere. No, it's just going to increase, unfortunately. As much as we try to push back, but the end, end of the day, man, if the shit hits the fan, analog always rules. Yep. Analog and manual work. Bitches. Bitches, man. So, have you watched any decent documentaries lately? Or? Yeah, dude. I speak. I was getting ready to talk to you about it. Um, so, I'm not a big Netflix guy. I usually go to Amazon Prime because that's where most of the music stuff is. Yeah. But I was going on the new releases, and there's this thing called Hip Hop Evolution. I'm not a hip hop guy. I get it. I'd go on a road with hip hop artists. I mean, I've worked with a hip hop artist before coming into venues. Um, Coolio on uh, Ship Hop. The ship hop was fantastic because those are all such seasoned pros. Just yes. happy to still be working. Um, older, um, savvy, understand who they are and what their place is in the business. And then, yes, you can watch a Coolio show and just get blown fucking away. Right. By that band. How good he is. Stupid. Stupid good. Anyway, so. Um, no, so it's Hip Hop Evolution. It's produced by Scott. Don uh, Scott McFadden and Sam Dunn, who do all the metal evolution, they did all the yep. the the maiden stuff. So it's like basically these metal guys are producing this documentary. Just instead of metal evolution, it's hip hop evolution. This guy Shade is the is the narrator, the host, and it's basically just goes from city to city, region to region, talk about that city's influence on modern hip hop or where it started and began. Dude, it's fascinating because like the other day they did the New Orleans one, and. uh it was just cool learning. Like I know, obviously, Cash Money and No Limit are big here, but just knowing what came before them, right? And just the interviews now with the artists from back then—it's so fascinating. And then I watched the one; it was over Atlanta, and then they're talking about what's going on in Houston, and it's just so I've been addicted to watching that stuff too. And it, it, the genre never affects me; I could care less. It's really the story of all of it. Yeah, and let's be honest, man. In popular music, hip hop's kind of king. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so I, that's, that I've been watching, dude, that's been, that's been really the only thing I've really invested myself in as of late. I like that. Yeah. I've just yeah. been kind of dabbling in, uh, I don't know, here's the other thing too, like, like my eating habits, sometimes I get too bored to even watch TV or we'll put movies. I, like, I don't watch TV. I watch Netflix or streaming or HBO Max mm -hmm. or whatever. But some nights, like last night, I'm like, oh, okay, I'll watch what I watch. Uh, Alexander, uh, the Jared Leto, Val Kilmer, mm -hmm. and yeah. then 
Then I'm like, well, it's, it's like that was like seven o'clock. It's like I don't, I didn't, wasn't really watching it per se. I just like Oliver Stone. Then I watched Platoon last night. That got over like nine thirty. Incredible movie. And then yeah. I'm just like, I, I'm just like, I'm just bored. Like I'm not tired, but like I don't even. I, I'm too. I, I'm I'm not focused enough to watch a stupid movie right now. It's just weird. No, it's I, hard. I, the I, only thing that what I'll tell you what's been eating my time up is Clubhouse. And all the rooms I get fish, I get, I, I go into a room, which usually most of the time it's music or touring. Uh, and then like yesterday, I'll say, oh, there's a ticketing room. I'll go in there and learn about ticketing a little, little, little bit more, learn about the certain levels of ticketing. So there's some really smart ticketing people in there, in both independent and like uh, so Ticketmaster type people. Now. I'm on Clubhouse now. Okay. And when did you join? Uh, whenever you sent the link. Because the next day I got a, I got a Clubhouse invite from Dr. Greer. He's like, hey, you should join this. Like, we talk about UFOs and stuff in here. I'm like, man, my buddy just said for me to join this. So I, I joined it. I mean, I haven't done anything yet. Well, no, dude, you can go and pick it. Like, you go, you basically create your profile with basically who you are and what you do. And you can just treat it. You get like basically like this much room to create this thing. Right. And then you're, you're obviously your photo and just put all your, you know, and you can put your real information in there because you're dealing in professional rooms. And you want these rooms. Um, you know, you can a you can create your own one. Like, hey, John wants to talk about fucking like I. Just, you want to talk about he man of the universe, right? You want to create yeah, a room for that, John. and you're going to have a hundred people go get that room with you. And if you're the administrator, you can say, I'm going to bring this person up to the floor to talk. People raise their hand. You can the little raise your hand icon and goes, well, bring up the floor. What do you have to say? I yield. I, you know, they say this piece and they yield the floor and they go to another speaker. Or you keep speaking or whatever. And uh, there's links and stuff in there. You can do all that stuff like you can follow people. You you, you click on their face and they'll oh. say follow or following, and then you can start sharing links in there because there also is like a um, like a message board where you can say, hey, like so and so share this, or hey, he set up a room that's going to happen on this day. Put it in your calendar, and you go into Google Calendar or whatever. Um, like tonight at seven, um, dude, I recommend we're going to have a one uh, a bunch of people from the cruise business can talk about cruise music cruises. Yep. We're going to talk about all that. So that's seven year time. No, eight year time. Yeah. So eight Eastern. Uh, so go on there. Just find it. It'll be, I think probably this guy, Ari, Ari is going to be hosting it. He's really good. Um, and like, we're going to have asked for people in there and then like uh 10 man and everyone else is going to be in this room. Really discussing the, the basically the mechanics of, of the cruise business and where we're at with everything. And then, but dude, it's just, you go in there and you just like, here's some of the most brightest people in these conversations. And it's all, what I love, dude, is basically Zoom without Zoom, without the photo. It's just, you know, your voices. Right. And you can leave the room quietly. You can, like, you know, if you like what someone's saying, you can tap your face a couple of times. It acts like a clap. It's fascinating. At first, I was like, man, I was like I'm going to have to take a weekend to figure it out. I figured it out in five minutes, and I'm not the most technically proficient person. And um, it, it's been fascinating, and I've gotten so much. Dude, those courses I send to you, I only learned about those that they existed through for clubhouse people talking about going, what are you doing in your, no, cause one of the courses, one of the rooms last week was like just music industry talk, like tour talk. And Chris Musgrave is one of the guys moderating this thing. And he ran the live production summit. And he goes, Hey, Justin, come on here. Tell me what you've been doing. What were you doing? What have you done last year? And what happened? Where were you at when this all hit? I said, oh, man, I said, we just cut off a ship rock. We were planning for the 2021. Yep. And a week later, we're in this. I said, the last show I saw was Opeth in Houston. And the next day, basically, things were starting to shut down. And I was in the midst of great interviews. I said, I was 
like everyone else, I said my year was shaping up because I was going to go out with doing this thing with the music experience and my year was set and it all went away. I said, so, uh, you know, I said, but the thing is, I said with Ship Rocks and I told him about Silver Spear, I said, we created this like we pivoted in the sense of like we pivoted with our engagement, how we went about engagement, creating um, podcasts and like, uh, you know, for like the Netflix stuff and, and just kind of like making it fun. We're going to use our time to create engagement right. and not, and, and keep people's enthusiasm up. Uh, and then I just said, I said, I like everyone to cut COVID compliance. I've just been kind of learning as we go here, you lick your wounds for a while. And you have your weeks where you're like feeling a little depressed about things. Cause you're like, Oh man, I'm going to switch careers and this is going to suck. Uh, but I was lucky enough to make just barely enough through my gigs in order to, to basically uh, exist. And so, and that's, I've just been kind of riding that out. I said, um, and I spoke my piece and I, and I said, Hey, this is what we're looking at for 2021. Um, and yeah, so that's, that was it. So then you go, okay, I yield the floor. And then they go, thanks. That was awesome. And then someone else will come in after you and talk and man, you're just almost jotting notes down dude, the whole time. But it's like last night, I was like, I'm not going to get involved in this. I was like ticketing room. It went from ticketing. They said, Hey, if you guys want to hang on, we're going to talk about butter. Fuck. Yeah. So they start talking about this woman in Denver. If you tour, this woman has like a Denver, the butter bar and there's all these different kinds of butters. And they said, Hey, if any of you guys want to stick around, we're going to talk butter. I'm like, I'm sticking around because I love butter coffee. So we're talking about that. I was like, so it just shows you that people have so many vast interests other than what the room is exactly about. Cause they can kind of go in anywhere. They, they try to, they don't want to they don't want to rein you in, but it's like, Hey, you're here to talk about this. Right. Don't wander off the reservation too far. But yeah, dude, super cool stuff, man. That's awesome. Yeah. dude. Yeah. It's, so clubhouse, man, it's just in beta for iPhone right now, but once it goes Android and you know, dude, it's so funny. Initially when you sign, when you like, when I first got invited, they allow you two invites after that. And Correct. then now, now I have eight invites. So the longer you stick with it, they'll keep giving you invites because they want to build build it. Um, but I'm thinking once this goes to all all uh, kind of networks or what, what do you call them, phones or whatever, like yep. both Android and, and that uh, and iPhone, um, you can forget about Twitter. You can forget about uh, Facebook. And in a, in, a, in a scheme of like, this is going to be the most best thing because it, A, it takes all the negativity out of things because you pick the groups you're in and you know, if, the, and I'm not saying it's like a dictatorship, but if they, if, if you want to get in there and start ranting on some sort of political bent that doesn't have something pertaining to the, to right. the, uh, this, the, 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 whatever the subject is, Goodbye. you get, you get muted or booted. Love and, uh, and that's great, man. We just, I think we're not here for that, man. This is a town hall for people who are sharing ideas, expanding the conversation and being a support group because there's one guy got on there man the other day and he's a tech and he's like you know it's like i'm lucky i'm in a house with my wife is like a nurse or whatever she works through something is this is but i i don't know how to get out of this depression i don't know how to pivot i don't know how to do anything right now and he really went deep into himself talking about like the mental health issues of it and the conversation first started out talking about new music went right into talking about mental wellness in in the music industry just Cool, and I'm not usually, man. Most of these things when you talk about some, oh, this is new platform thing, like me, we, or Gab. I'm like, I'm just not feeling it, man. But this one, I went right in. I was like, yep, this is perfectly the place to be. I like that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you'll always have to keep a Twitter's. That's I don't know what the what that is. Just the island of misfit toys these days, but um, but um, Facebook obviously will always be around because people 
still kind of gravitate towards it and they'll always right. keep they'll keep that around like you know um but things like clubhouse really do open up everything and th th there's no ads on it right now obviously at some point they'll have to try to monetize it i don't know how you do that without ads but they'll figure out some way as long as they don't inundate it with ads and go and then they go oh fuck man it's like ig's that man every picture other like picture now or something is a like an ad trying to sell me something i'm like man uh -uh. Right. You're losing me here. One one blue tablet, yeah. One blue. Yeah. So anyway, dude. So that's what's been consuming me. Uh, not TV, but that. And reading I again. I told myself to start reading again. Just read. I got all these books. Read. I just got a. Uh, I don't know if you've read this series by Clint. Uh, yeah, we promoted it last week. I got to get that book. Uh, Clint's going to be a guest coming up on Spirit Talk later in the spring. And uh, he sent me the book. And, dude, it's it, inside, like, you have Marcus Torgerson's a, got a chapter there. But each of these experts he talks to and trades with, they find a, 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 a real-life, like, bad guy. So Marcus, in all the illustrations from his moves, he's fighting and killing Hitler. Oh, is he really? Yeah, Zoltan's in the book uh, from Five Figure. He's fighting uh, some some other world leader. Uh, Tony Blauer, who I'm talking to actually is Wednesday. He's going to be a Spirit Talk guest. He's in there. Uh, there's just some awesome – it's just a really cool, quick, very easy to read, but very practical kind of uh, book. and Just great, man. That's awesome, man. That's really cool. I like, the, I like putting in those kind of weird little <laughs> scenarios where you're fighting a world dictator. Yeah, yeah. so I guess he, I guess Clint was like, hey, you guys get to pick uh, – the illustrations are killer. And he's like, you get mm -hmm. to pick a world leader you want to fight and kill. And it's always yeah. like uh, Gaddafi, Hitler, uh, uh, Mussolini, whoever, where it's just like just beat the shit out of this guy for seven pages. <laughs> That's but, awesome. Yeah, man, that's about all I got today. Okay, yeah. But uh, I think this was a good talk today. It was, uh, again, covered a wide variety of... <laughs> yeah, dude, as soon as, I, uh, as soon as I figure out more and talk to this guy about this digital art, I'll kind of fill you guys in more about what's happening um, on that end of things. So Yeah, I'm down. I mean, I would, I, yeah. would, I, I would pay you to be the artist. We just sell prints. Hey man, listen. If I could just digitalize existing photographs, and that's the way to do it, great. Because right. I wouldn't know how to create digital art uh, per se. I don't know how to like go on like the blank canvas and create digital art. I mean, I sure could probably pick it up, but I'd rather just take pieces I have that are existing somehow make them digital and you know one of one. Right. Yeah. So. I love it. Well, All right, dude. Well, cool. Yeah, man. Um, what do you got going this week? What do you got going on? Uh, I gotta record two podcasts or two spirit talks this week. Um, mm. uh, get the birch store kind of situated. I saw that picture, man. When is that? When do you have a timeline for that? Two weeks. I mean, I, I want to make okay. sure I have all my products. I have a, I have two shirts going on sale. Uh, hats. What's that? Do you have hats? Do you have hats? Yeah, I, mean, I have a trucker hat. I got a coffee mug. Yeah. Um, I got my first set of picks, and then it's all limited quality stuff. Um, so I, that way, there's no like real no overhead per se. But did you I go through like a merchandiser you used for tour on that? What's that? Uh, who did you go through like as far as a merch I supplier? Went the uh, my, the guy that's helping me kind of basically be like the merch director for like 
well, almost like another producer for the show is Kent. He's the merch for uh, Shine Down and Bruno Mars. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, so wow. It's yeah. All those connections. And I got 12 pick sets coming from different past guests, from, with different artists. It's going to be oh, badass. Oh, shit. Uh, like literally, literally one of a kind, insane art. Yeah. Um, Gotta try some new workout stuff this week. Uh, well, man, just try and stay whatever. I got to start advancing next week. Uh, the Smith and Byers Bay stuff. I've already done yeah. that COVID advancing. Super, super exciting. That's super exciting. Uh, but yeah, we are read today the New Hampshire show. It was going to be drive it again, same venue. Now it's wide open. So these venues are open. What is that? No, define what that means. Wide open. What does that mean? Like normal front row, second row, like standing, like no social distancing. But masks, though, or no? New we Hampshire, won't know until you get there. Hampshire, right. I mean, I think this stuff about The show me state, yeah. Yeah, but Texas had their first show a couple of days ago. Yeah. Uh-huh. With, uh, Aaron Lewis show? Aaron Lewis with full capacity, no. So I, I think it's it's happening. It's just a matter of, hey, if you don't feel sick or you are a caretaker, but you want to go to a show, then wear your mask. That's all it's going to Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got I was thought, I thought this week we were supposed to have all these festivities virtual things for Shiprock, but that's actually not till next week. So I only have that thing tonight on clubhouse tomorrow. I've got that. Uh, I'm doing that four week seminar with tour collective on like the art of like becoming a tour manager. Yeah. So I'm going to say they basically do this four week course. And if you like it, you want to sign up for their full like thing. I'll, I'll check it out. See if it's going to be something I need to do. Now you can, uh, you can probably catch up with some of those classes too, right? Do I know? Some of the uh, the certificates and stuff. The uh... yeah, so that's what I'm going to apply my time towards since that. And then we Wednesday we have making waves, and then Thursday something will come up. Love. It always does. Love. So it does. Yeah, dude. But next week we'll get slammed because I got the virtual bingo, and then we got Zach Wild, and then we have like some net some. We're gonna do a Netflix watching party for Ship Rock, but I don't know what the movie is yet. Uh, that Zach Wild one that can run eight hours. <laughs> the interview, yeah, dude. Unfortunately, it, it, it'll just all be about the, the New York Giants. I don't know well, what it's going to be about. Dude. It's better than yeah, hundred percent. Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. So, uh, and I'm yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, and I got to finish this book by Brian Wheat, uh, bass player, uh, founder of Tesla. Yeah. So I got to do an interview with him shortly. And I'm, so I'm waiting on an interview with Maria Brink. Yeah. And then I got to do an interview with the guys from Chevelle. Awesome. Yeah. Good stuff, man. All right. Well, I'll talk to you a little bit. Yeah. Busy, busy, busy. Yeah, dude. Uh, We'll talk uh, probably in an hour. Yeah, I'll talk to you after this is over. Yep. See (laughs) you, dude. All right.